0: Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible
1: study.
0: Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, In My Heart There Rings a Melody. Have recently gone through a presidential election and we listened as candidates made many promises it is interesting to note that all presidents seem to have one distinguishing quality in common and that is the inability to keep campaign promises let's look at the records of some presidents herbert hoover ran on a platform in nineteen twenty eight that promised prosperity. He pointed to the Coolidge years and said The record of the present administration is a guarantee of what may be expected in the next. Our words have been made deeds. We offer not promises but accomplishments. Hoover's chicken every pot tragically turned to crow with the crash of the stock market and the resulting depression. Through no fault of his own, he was unable to deliver prosperity as promised. Franklin D. Roosevelt, in running against Hoover in 1932, promised a balanced budget and an end to an extravagant spending. He was unable to achieve either. Why? The realization that circumstances alter cases. Harry Truman campaigned on a platform that promised to maintain those sound fiscal policies which under democratic leadership have brought about a balanced budget. However, simply implying a balanced budget for the next four years did not mean the budget would be balanced. In fact, due to his decision to involve the United States in the communist-inspired Korean conflict, The next four-fiscal-year deficit totaled over $20 billion. Yet, Mr. Truman tried as hard as any president to balance the budget. Dwight Eisenhower crusaded as a candidate in 1952 to mobilize the best brains in America to surround himself with potentially great statesmen for a dynamic America. However, he was unable to surround himself with the caliber of men he desired. Not only did political pressure for nepotism greatly hinder his freedom of choice, but many of the great brains were unwilling to leave their traditional places. John F. Kennedy, as a candidate, declared, Rebuilding our prestige must be primary concern for our next president. Yet the Bay of Pigs invasion was one of the worst fiascos in American history. In Latin America, resentment mounted. Worldwide, the United States lost prestige. Lyndon Johnson, in seeking re-election in 1964, conveyed a sense of restraint to the voters on Vietnam. He said, we have lost less than 200 men. We think it is better to lose 200 than 200,000. For that reason, we have tried very carefully to restrain ourselves and not to enlarge the war. Yet, during his next term, because of growing communist pressure, troop strength peaked over 500,000 and the death toll jumped into the tens of thousands. One thing is clear, presidential power is not able to turn promises into reality. Presidents, prime ministers, chancellors, all world leaders are mortal men and they so not have the power to keep their promises. Only God can be depended upon. When he makes a promise, he always keeps it. We should not put our trust in men, but rest secure in the knowledge that God is in control. Listen now as Andrea Greenleaf sings for us this beautiful song entitled, There Will Come a Day. Is there You are listed during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at eleven o'clock and seven p.m. and Wednesday night at seven fifteen p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altunaBible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altuna Access Channels nine and fourteen, and there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at eleven o'clock, twelve noon, and seven p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Randy Bickle plays for us the piano this wonderful song, Let Us Break Bread Together. years ago, the phrase future shock was used quite frequently. It was a quote from Alvin Toffler who wrote, future shock is the dizzying disorientation brought on by the premature arrival of the future. We often say it like this, I just can't keep up with it all. Time moves so fast and life is so busy. That kind of comment used to come from older people who are becoming weary of life. Now middle-aged and even younger people are dismayed at the speed with which things are happening. A premature weariness and a desire to get away from it all can easily overtake us. Stop the world and let me get off, would express our feelings. Life still goes on and the future closes in. Come unto me and I will give you rest, said the Lord Jesus Christ. When you trust Him as Savior, He doesn't take you away from it all, but He does give you an inner peace so that life doesn't overwhelm you. And isn't that what you need and want? The believer is one who honestly admits that you cannot go it alone. He admits his sin and weakness and helplessness and turns in faith to the Lord Jesus Christ who promises salvation and rest. His promise is still valid, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. In Ephesians 2.14 we read, For he is our peace. In other words, we don't achieve inner peace and serenity in this world of future shock apart from the Lord Jesus Christ who made peace for us on the cross of Calvary. We find this in Colossians 1.20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether it be things in earth or things in heaven. You can know that peace at this very moment if you open your life to him and trust him as your Savior. Do You Know Him? List the words of the song as Bill Burkett, Larry Grable, Dave Kephart, and John Harris sing for us, Learning to Lean. I'm learning
2: to lean, learning to lean, learning to lean lean on Jesus, finding more power, Than I'd ever dreamed I'm learning to lean on Jesus The joy I can't explain Fills my soul Since the day I made Jesus my King His blessed Holy Spirit is leading my way. He's teaching, and I'm learning to lean. I'm learning to lean, learning to lean, learning to lean on Jesus. Finding more power than I'd ever dreamed I'm learning to lean on Jesus There's glorious victory each day now for me I found his peace so serene. He helps me with each task, if only I'll ask. Every day now I'm learning to lean. Learning to lean. Learning to lean on Jesus. Learning to lean.
0: Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, the ministry of John the Baptist. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 3. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Here's an overview leading up to John the Baptist. The last historical and the last prophetic books of the Old Testament on the Lord Jesus Christ are the books of Nehemiah and Malachi. Scripturally and technically, the Old Testament is the old covenant which God made with Moses, Hebrews chapter 8, verses 7 to 13. The New Testament is according to the blood of Lord Jesus Christ, Hebrews chapter 9, verses 16 to verse 22. The birth of John the Baptist or the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ was under the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the Mosaic Law. Galatians chapter 4 verse number 4. The Lord Jesus Christ was born, lived, and then died under the law of Moses. The twofold division in the Bible is not between the Old Testament and the New Testament, but rather between the nation of Israel prophecy and the church, the body of Christ, mystery. The time from the ending of the Old Testament unto the Lord Jesus Christ is referred by theologians as the 400 silent years under Christ. During this time... Involving the intertestamental period, there were no true prophets of the true God. There were no biblical books being written. There was no divine revelation from God to man. This is the reason why the books of the Apocrypha should be absolutely rejected as non-canonical, non-inspired books of the Bible. John the Baptist was the forerunner of the Messiah in wonderfully fulfilling Bible prophecies from Isaiah the prophet. He would be referred to as John the Baptist as to distinguish him from the Apostle John. Luke chapter 1 verses 5 to 25 you have the angelic message about the birth of John. John the Baptist's birth was only recorded in the Gospel of Luke. His parents, Zacharias and Elizabeth, were godly, righteous Jews who were both born in the line and lineage of Levi. They had no children. Zacharias was a priest after the order of Abiah. He was fulfilling his priestly duties by burning incense at the altar of incense in the holy place in front of the veil, which separated the holy place from the holy of holies. During Zacharias' ministry as a priest, the angel Gabriel was sent from God with a specific and special message. Gabriel is an angel and always seen in the context as a messenger from God concerning the kingdom program. When Zacharias saw Gabriel, he was deeply troubled and fear fell upon him. Please keep in mind that this is the first biblical reference and first biblical appearing of Gabriel since he appeared to Daniel. Daniel chapter 8, verses 15 and 16, and Daniel chapter 9, verse 21. Since then, more than 500 years have elapsed. Gabriel's message to Zacharias was his prayers had been answered. He and Elizabeth would have a son. Not only is this the first appearance with Gabriel since Daniel... No recorded revelation had been given to the nation of Israel from God for 400 years. Logically, Zacharias was dumbfounded and as a result in disbelief. Zacharias' response of disbelief is clearly seen when he asked Gabriel, "...whereby shall I know this?" Luke 1.18. The angel Gabriel's message to Zacharias was, "...Elizabeth would give birth to a son and his name shall be John." Their son John would have the spirit and the power of the prophet Elijah, and he would go to prepare the way for the Messiah. Luke chapter 1, verse 37, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Gabriel communicated with Zacharias, Because you believe not my words, you will not be able to speak unto the days that these things shall be fulfilled. In Luke chapter 1, verses 57 to 66, you have the birth of John. Verse 57 and verse 58. Now Elizabeth full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how that God had showed great mercy upon her and they rejoiced with her. At his circumcision eight days after he was born, the others wanted to name him Zacharias. His mother said no, and he shall be called John, Luke chapter 1, verses 59 to 61. The others were amazed because there was no one in the family who had the name of John, Luke one sixty-two. All the attention was turned to Zacharias, who at this point still could not talk. He wrote the name John down on a writing table, and at that precise moment, He was able to talk. And then you could read upon the prophecy that he gives in Luke chapter 1, verses 67 to verse 80. Immediately he is filled with the Holy Spirit. He began to prophesy his prophecies concerning the coming Messiah who would not be born for yet another six months and his son John. Zacharias, who is filled with the Holy Spirit, brings the same message as the Old Testament prophets did, and this will be ultimately fulfilled in the literal coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in establishing the Millennial Kingdom reign. And you can read that in Luke chapter 1, verses 32 and verse 33. If you have any questions concerning our study on the life of Christ or any biblical questions you would like answered during our Wednesday night Bible study, Ask the Pastor. Please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131 or email Pastor Stewart at Bible altoonabible at altunabible.org We as believers need to keep studying and understanding God's Word and it rightly divided. And if you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, there's only one way of salvation. And it's true Christ who came into this world, died for you. Believe on Him now. before 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 it's eternally too late.
1: Lord Jesus is my King